0: James 4, 13 to 17. Now listen you who, you who say, today or, or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. We will spend a year there. We will buy and sell and make money. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? It is a mist that appears for a little while. Then it disappears, instead you should say, if it pleases the Lord you will live and do this or that. As it is you brag you brag about the evil plans your pride produces. This kind of bragging is evil. So suppose someone knows the good deeds they should do. But suppose they don't do them by not doing these good deeds they sin. The Word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. Well, now it's time to welcome today's guest preacher. This morning we are excited to welcome back to the pulpit at the Court Street United Methodist Church, Antonio Davy. The last time Antonio was here with us at Court Street, I shared with you that he's a member of the Bethel United Methodist Church and that he's currently in the process of seeking ordination. One of the things I didn't share with you is that Antonio has a passion for working with families. He's certified in child welfare and forensic interviewing, and he currently works for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services as an adult service specialist. In his work and in his ministry, Antonio's passion is caring for the well-being of families. We are so very grateful for his work and for his ministry and today we are glad to welcome him back as he shares the good news of God's love with the people of the Court Street United Methodist Church.
2: Good morning Court Street United Methodist Church. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Antonio Davey and I am a member of Bethel United Methodist Church here in Flint, Michigan where my pastor is the Reverend James Kaufman. Let us enter into a word of prayer. Kind Father, as we enter into this holy moment of your living word, Lord, rest on each and every heart. Lord, give us strength. And as we prepare to receive your word, give us comfort. Lord, hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, speak your words and not mine that men, women, boys, and girls will come to know you in a more excellent way. Lord, continue to reach those who do not have and for those who need understanding, Lord, give them enlightenment. And Lord, we will be mindful to give you all of the praise, honor, and glory. This I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Once again, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. To the pastor of this great church, Reverend Peters, in his absence, to all the members of this great body of Christ, we thank God for this opportunity to be together once again. I'll count it a true privilege to stand before you to present what the Lord has placed upon my heart. The scripture has already been read, but for the time that is ours to share, I would like to present this thought as a sermon for today. Live for Jesus today. Live for Jesus today. Today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we find ourselves encountering the fourth chapter of the book of James. James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, authored this passage of scripture as he was addressing and encouraging this message to the Hebrew Christians living in Jerusalem under the Roman Empire. James reported that those Hebrew Christians have found themselves conflicted within their hearts of being polluted with the sin of materialism and wealth. James declared that the foundational issue of their spiritual pollution with the believers were source from devilish desires and rivalries within their culture. In the fourth chapter, James addressed those wicked desires of the believers of constant fighting and differing, killings, and not asking God through their prayers for spiritual things but for sinful things, and how these Christians were boasting about the plans and success for tomorrow. James presents a valuable solution to the Christians in Jerusalem for their conflicted hearts by reminding them to submit and humble themselves before God, as his grace will lift them, resisting the devil, repent, and to only depend on God for their future, because only God knows about tomorrow. As we walk around our text today, we find James presenting in verses 13 through 17, an illustration of this situation that the believers were facing at that time. James declared in verse 13 through 14, his confrontation of the plans of Christians who were planning to gain riches and wealth as entrepreneurs. James raises a question to those Christians for their plans for tomorrow when he asks them in verse 14, what is your life? James goes on further to explain to these believers that their lives are precious and temporary As he compares them to a mist that will vanish. James is confronting the contaminated spirits of the Christians of boastfulness and ignoring their faith in God as they try to achieve their future gains. James never said that they were wrong as Christians in having ambition by planning to be successful in the world. James is spiritually correcting their attitudes by reminding them in verses 15 through 17 to recognize that their plans should be planted in God's will, because only God knows about tomorrow. In other words, when you leave God out of your plans for your future, you have separated physically and spiritually from his relational love and his eternal provisions for your life and you turn to a life of self-righteousness. Today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, just as James had to address the issue of self-righteousness to the Christians in Jerusalem at that time, I believe that we should ask ourselves this question. Are we guilty of doing more planning without God to live for a successful tomorrow than planning to live a successful life for him on today? In all honesty, we are all guilty. You may ask, well preacher, how do you know that we are all guilty? Well, let me speak about myself. In the 24 hours a day that we are blessed with, and including myself, I wear many hats of responsibilities. I am a son, I am a husband, I am a father, I have four siblings in my personal family. I am the only person that have a lot of responsibility that I must prioritize in meeting their needs daily and keeping the lines of communication open so no one feels left out. Secondly, I am a case manager with a huge caseload of clients. I have daily meetings and trainings along with meeting deadlines and due dates of work responsibility. Thirdly, I am a servant of Christ. I teach Bible study and preach where there is a need. I serve the best way I can with the limitations of time within that valuable 24 hours a day. Many times I am guilty of shifting some responsibility to tomorrow to try and free up some time for myself on today to gain some rest when I can. But here's the dangerous part of that situation. If I forget about God in these equations of my life, then I will become self-righteous, just like those Christians that James was speaking to. But if the truth be told, we as Christians are struggling to live balanced life because of the many physical and spiritual responsibilities we are juggling, or we must juggle, in order to keep our family safe and secure. My task today is to encourage you, Court Street, And to remind you that God so desires that we would be successful in life today and for the future through him and not of our own might and through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. God also wants us to know that through living, that through his living word, we can prioritize the physical responsibilities of our personal life and our spiritual duties towards him and one another. In order to achieve a successful life and spiritual balance, we must live for Jesus today. There are two points I would like to share with you as we strive to live for Jesus today and how it can prepare us for a brighter tomorrow. How do we live for Jesus today is first by being grateful for the powerful works of Jesus Christ through God. We have to learn how to remove the spirit of unappreciation and add the spirit of consideration of and for others in our daily work for God, just as Jesus considered and was considerate of all humankind. For James, the second chapter, verses 14 and 16, teaches us, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes or daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, What good is it? And secondly, we must also recognize that how we live for Jesus today should also be rooted in the spirit of gratefulness because we also remove that spirit of unappreciation, which is the enemy to gratefulness. Sometimes with the rigorous daily tasks, schedules, It's hard to be appreciated when you're tired. And so we pray for strength that God's gratefulness and God's grace will keep us as we continue to live for God today. Secondly, not only should we be grateful for the power, the powerful works of Jesus Christ through God, because Jesus was always considerate of one another. He always met the need of anyone that he came encountered with but we also have to recognize the beauty of our own spiritual walk with God and how it can change eternity for someone else on today. Even while we may be struggling with our own physical responsibilities, tomorrow may be too late for someone else, but it is our task to help someone else to gain eternal life. For the Gospel of Luke, the 23rd chapter, verses 20, no 42 and 44 teaches us, then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. That even when Jesus was tormented and facing death, he still had enough consideration to live for the will of God, to save others, to bring them to a closer relationship with the master. It is pivotal, my brothers and sisters, that our walks, we will face struggle. We will face those times when we don't even know what to say or what to do. But sometimes just being present is a gift all by itself. Being available to one another in some way, shape, form, or fashion, will teach others that if we continue to live for Jesus, that we will become just as Paul told those church in Thessalonica to be children of the light. As the thief was dying along with Jesus, he cried out to Jesus and said, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And even Jesus, as he was suffering, he said today, you will be with me." It's important to understand that the struggles we face are real, but the love of God will exclude all of our pains. For our pain is just temporary. Our setbacks are only for a moment, but we're reaching towards a higher goal of eternal life. And as I get ready to close today, I don't know what you're living for and I hope that through this message you will reconsider your priorities in life. Sometimes work can become our God. Sometimes soccer practice can become our God. Sometimes going to the grocery store will become our God. God is not saying not to be successful in life. God is challenging us to do it with him in his will. So my hope and prayer today is that we will gain a better understanding of our walk with the Lord, that we will continue to strive forward through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power that gives us to liberate us from the sins that easily besets us. My prayer today is that you will live for Jesus. So today you will have blessings and your future will be better. Because if tomorrow would never come, we will have a home in glory and he will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Today I would like to offer Christ to someone who may not know him as their personal savior. For the Bible teaches us that without God, we can't do nothing. But the Bible also teaches us that no one can come to the Father unless they accept Jesus Christ. And for those of us who have been living for ourselves and we have been caught up in the things that we're doing, God is reaching out to you today. And if you want Jesus as your personal Savior, please pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me from my sins. I receive your work of sacrifice. I receive your burial. And I receive your resurrection power. Live inside of me that I may walk anew. That I may have a closer relationship with our God. And save me from myself. And when I fall, pick me up. For you are good and you are love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.